You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at Matthew-James.com. Yes, it's that time of the year again. Back to school shopping. And with inflation, we know it hasn't gotten any cheaper. Here's how we want to help you out. Download the KPL News app and click on Hold Pass Cash and you can win a $500 prepaid Visa gift card. Just follow the assignments to earn points and increase your chances to win. We're making back-to-school shopping better with All Pass Cash. Brought to you by Acadiana-owned and operated Mattress Gallery, located on Collie Saloon across from River Ranch. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hello, welcome, Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it's a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We're supposed to have uh, uh, Mr. Hunter Lundy will be joining us, I think, at 930. He's running for governor. i got a couple of representatives uh, that are running. We'll have them on a little later today. Valerie Hodges and uh, Kathy Edmondson should join us. Man, Kathy Edmondson has a unique situation, Brandon. She's running against two Democrats who just turned Republican for the race. Brandon's going, they don't have a stop. I mean, that's all they do in Louisiana. No, that's, that's what you do here. Matter of fact, I, uh, my friend Scott McKay wrote a story in the Hayride. It's a really good story. He talks about the Democrats are freak, freaking out because of the red wave that's coming. The left's going crazy. Well, I got to tell you, I'm not as excited about the red wave because the red, if the red waves has a mixture of Republicans that have been Democrat, have been Democrat all their lives. I mean, that that's, that's, having a Republican means nothing to me. I mean, being a Republican just, I mean, I want to jump up and down, but I mean, Republican like Blank Page Cortez or John Stefanski? I mean, come on, that's fake. You know, just, just fake. It's it just, I can't help it. It's, it's, it's all fake. So anyway, I just thought that was that was kind of neat. Anyway, I got all. All right, so the governor, <laughs> you can you can always tell when somebody think they just high and mighty and they they better than everybody else and they gonna tell you what to do. So the governor has asked people on one of the biggest grilling weekends <laughs> that you have. Brandon, go look when you get something in the mail and they want you to buy ribs and chicken and sausage and all that stuff this weekend. They always put it cooked on a barbecue bed. Yeah. So the governor has asked people not to barbecue. I get it. I, I get it around. You know, Brandon, if I was living in the woods, all these people are fighting these forest fires. They're losing acres. Uh, we've had homes. Uh, I think we've had a couple people die. I get it. I get it. But 
I think they ought to just come up and say, you know what, uh, just be careful. You know, just be careful. It's, 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 uh, I just don't think the governor ought to be telling people not to barbecue. I mean, look, Brandon, I've already bought the stuff to grill, and I'm going to grill. But I'm not going to grill despite the governor. I'll show him. I'm grilling because I want to eat grilled food. I've had a lot of people tell me they will still grill. But I get it. If you're grilling in the woods and you're out by the woods, I, I probably wouldn't light a fire either, Brandon. I probably wouldn't. But, well, I, even, I, well, but here's the, the thing. I don't well, need Bell Edwards to I tell know. me that don't go grill. Like, I'll give you an example right here. We were close to the Raging Cajuns where they play football, uh-huh. right? We could throw yeah. a rock. Right, right. They decided to not have any cooking, which is what they do. I know. You go to LSU tailgate is what they do. Okay, they decided not to. I get it. Yeah. You know, people charcoal. Why are they going to throw their charcoal so they can drive with their, with their uh, pits and all? they probably throw them in the grass mm-hmm. and put it somewhere. And I get it. I get that. That's a big group and all that stuff. But, you know, telling people not to grill at home. I t- you know, I, I thought about it. I, I'll compromise with the governor. Okay, I'm a compromise, right? Because I am a nice guy. Okay, so if I decide I'm going to grill some hamburgers or chicken or ribs this weekend, I'm going to compromise with Governor Bill Edwards. You ready? Mm. I am going to wear a mask oh, yeah. while I'm grilling. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that ought to work. <laughs> Why? A mask works for stopping a uh, virus, didn't it? I know, it? yeah. What, shit, can it work for stopping a, fa- a fire? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean oh, I'm going to wear a mask. And that's my compromise with the governor. But it's just the way they say it. It's really the way they report it. Let me, let me see if I can find this, Brandon. The governor, when you watch the news and they take points and pieces, and that's why I don't, I don't like doing interviews anymore. I don't like doing them anymore. Okay? Because every time I look up, they don't ever get it right. The news media doesn't even try. They don't even try anymore. And so I actually went back and read, and I'm going I'm to I'm quote the governor. This is what the governor said, because they saying don't barbecue. It's not what he said. According to the devil's advocate who never gets it right, Bell said urgent residents put, Brandon, listen to this, particularly those who live near dry grass forests or other places where fires can start to avoid cooking with open flames. Okay, I get it. But when you listen to what they say, it makes it sound like he said nobody ought to barbecue. Really, he didn't say that. He said if you're living by dry grass and forests, dry grass forests, where well, fire can start, uh, He's saying avoid cooking with open flames. I don't have, I got one nice size pit and I got a small pit. And once you light it, the flames come up and then they go down and then you, you don't, there's not much to it after that. But I get it. I get what they're saying. There's a lot of people out there that are a concern. I know I talked to a person that works here. His dad is a fire chief. And he said he might convince him not to, not to grill this weekend. So, you know, but you got to be careful. Right? What about cigarettes? I mean, you people that smoke cigars and cigarettes and pipes and all that stuff. I uh, think you better be careful out there. And it's just dry. The heat don't matter. It's being dry that matters. It's just dry. And, you know, I've seen the forest fire. I've seen pictures. I've had friends of mine how close it's gotten to their houses. I get it. But you can't. Once again, 
you know, people like you and me have to use good judgment. We just got to use good judgment. I don't think we need the governor or anybody else to tell you to be careful. If you can, you, you can't, Brandon, some of these people, I was watching yesterday, some of these people are being arrested for doing these open barns at their house. I mean, open barns in the backfield. I mean, you got to be a cuckoo to do that. I mean, if you look at it, the forest fires and stuff, it, it's just phenomenal. But you got to be kind of crazy to go out there and just burn stuff right now. But I wouldn't need the governor to tell me that. I'm not going to start a fire behind my house. I mean, I wouldn't dare do that. Some people don't understand that. Some people don't get it. Maybe some people don't have the news station. Maybe they don't even have TV at the house. I don't know. Maybe to them, it's just another hot summer. To me, it's another hot summer. But it's no doubt uh, it's, it's, we've had a problem. Now, that this, this dome that, that the, the climate absorbs explained has been explained to many people. Some don't get it. I saw an article today how Louisiana, one of the nation's wettest state, caught on fire. And, of course, I couldn't read much of it because after reading about the wildfires, here's what they said. Much like other places, Louisiana experiencing record-breaking heat and dryness, which uh, have made it easier for wildfires to proliferate. Both issues are likely being made worse by, here it is, climate change. Which, which, which contributes to higher temperatures and dry vegetation. And what we're witnessing this year is likely just to start, according to LSU researchers. Experiencing increased wildfires risk in state expected to increase 25% by 2050. They don't know that. They have no clue. They have no clue. Seven years ago, we was in a darn flood everywhere. You could have lit every fire you wanted to light. It would have been put out by the flood, Brandon, of 2016. Climate change has nothing to do with this. It's always, we got droughts. We've been having droughts since I was born. We have been having droughts thousands of years before I ever was a thought. But here they go. Climate change has made it worse. Let me tell you something. Mark my word on this. A hot fire, Brandon. Let's say it was December 1st. We had no rain. It was dry, and a fire started, and a forest fire started, and a fire started where all this stuff was knocked down by law. You think that fire would burn any quieter? You think that fire wouldn't be just as hot as it is now? Yes. If it's just as dry, it's just, the fire's going to roll. Let me ask you a question. You ever started a fire at your house, Brandon? I used to have fire. I don't, I don't have. I got a fireplace now. It's a gas one. But years uh -huh. ago, I had a fireplace where I used wood. I loved it. I cut wood every year, get some wood. And uh, I used to burn that wood in the winter when it was really cold outside. <laughs> you put a little kindling in that fireplace, and that dude would roll. You know, that fire was just as hot then in the middle of winter when it was 20 degrees in Monroe, Louisiana, than it is today when it's 107. That fire could care less. You get, you get dry, windy conditions. It could be December, January, July, August. It could be 107 degrees or 50 degrees. The fire burns exactly the same. That's not what they're portraying to people. Well, because of the climate change. That is bull. That's a lie. That's no science. No science in what they're telling people. That old hot fire in my old fireplace would burn, baby. You throw a little kindling, small pieces of wood, put your big pieces on that, and we would roll that puppy. And it was in the middle of the winter with 20 degrees and 18 degrees outside. That fire rolled. 
It would have. I know people that went outside. Brandon, you might have one. I don't have one. They, they do these fire pits outside. Mm-hmm. I know people love them things. They get winter, they get real cold. They go put up a big old fire out there. That fire's burning just as hot in December and January and February than it is in August and July. So that's my bad take on this. You know, as far as somebody barbecuing, I could care less. But you have to be careful. It's no doubt about that. That's true. And and it's uh it's just amazing when you read the stories how they take every weather event, which they used to tell us climate change and weather are two different things, and they make it all one to scare the hell out of you. Anyway, if you're gonna barbecue this weekend, uh whether you do it or not, it's your choice, not mine. Don't put it on me. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. I think you'll be okay. Just compromise with the government. Wear the damn mask. We'll be right back. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime. Bring truth and transparency to criminal justice and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified, Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. Moonsafon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Outline. It's like this story. 
Louisiana wildfires. Man burned debris field despite burn ban deputies warning. By the way, I know they're fining people as well, which, which, which that's fine. You don't start a fire. The barbecue pit's a little bit different, but hey, if they go, you know, I just, I hate, I hate authority. Look, I, I live under authority. I do what normally they tell us to do. But it's, it's like the governor and some of these people, man, they love having authority to be able to tell you what to do and what to think. And that's the part that, uh, that makes me nervous. But, you know, going, somebody going, just start open fires in their yard or backyard or in the woods is absolutely ludicrous at this point. Absolutely crazy. And, uh, but, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. They, they always have. Let me uh, just jump gears a little bit. So Senate District 22, that's the one Fred Mills sits in. And uh, that's the one Blake Miguez, the people there are just honest with themselves, and they, they will be. Blake would win and win in a big, big time movement. Uh, there's been a, a deal come up this you, Andre, you, you, Andre, whatever his name is. Uh, everybody's starting to question does he even live in the district? I don't know. I ain't looked into it, but they, a lot of people start because everybody's starting to email me how can a guy run it doesn't live in the district? And that's something that y'all going to have to, somebody will probably have to sue. But there's a legal way to get around it. If you got property in a district, uh, you go change your driver's license, change your homestead exemptions, change all that. What people ought to look at, here's what you ought to do. Let's just say in this situation, Mr. You, and I don't know him, okay? Let's just say in this situation that he can prove that he lives there. That's fine. Then this is what you do. Find out how far back did he do all this. And you'll find out everything you need to know about the person. If they did it, Six months ago, a year, year and a half ago, and they were always running for this position, they were set up to run for the position, and probably somebody like Moneybags, Romero, or uh, uh, the Greaser, Ted Hike, the Greaser, that's, that's what his name, who, by the way, is all involved in this. He's a big old political hack down there, and he wants his way, makes a lot of money off government. They call him the Greaser. Something to do with elections. And so... Uh, Dewey, Bo Dewey, and the rest of them, Blank Page and all of them, they want the good old boy network to run. So let's just say the guy can prove that he lives there. If he just moved there for a year ago, and everybody knows these people want to run for a long time, that's how you just eliminate him by saying, yeah, you just moved here a year ago or whatever it was so you can run for office. Because I hear he's got a really nice house, not in the district, and he's got a little farm hut, and he claims that's his property. And it may be his property. He may can live there. But the fact of the matter is, what I would do if I was y'all, I would go find out, and this is easy. I'd go find out for these people who are moving in the district. And if they just move in the district to run, you people that are smart enough, they're smart enough, to, don't vote for that person. I mean, Troy Abair is a nice guy. Ask Troy Abair, when did he move in the district to run against uh, Jonathan Gudo? who ought to be reelected too. Go find out when, he, when did he move in the district. And you'll find out this, this stuff's been maneuvering behind the scenes with the good old boy network, with the blank page Cortezes, with the money bag, with the, with the, with the Ted DeGreeza hike. Go find out why these guys did what they did. And you'll find out real quick, they're part of the system. They're part of the good old boy network. They might be nice people. I didn't say they weren't. I've never said nothing bad about any of them. But that's, that's what you do. And then if he keeps claiming or they keep claiming, well, I lived there. How long did you live there? 
How long have you lived here? How, I mean, if they say, and this is the other thing you can prove, okay? Here's another thing. If, if, if they tell you they lived there and you, and you prove they've only been there for a year, how many other offices has uh, Andre ran for? And if it's none and now he's running, that tells you a little bit of sense, folks. Troy Abair, how many offices has he run before? Has he run office before? If he has never run, he moves to the district and he wants to run for office. I don't know if either, I don't know if either one of them ever ran for office. They hold office. I don't know nothing about them. I know the people that are in, like a Blake Miguez and a Jonathan Gudo, those people need to stay where they're at. We need them in office. But you let the good old boy network, money bags and and the greaser and the rest of them do what they do. You let them go do that. The DA Dewey. I don't go do that. They're all part of the system. And the system is not for you and me. Anyway, more on that a little later in the program. I've got a ton to cover. Hunter Lundy, who's running for guy. Actually, if you look at the last poll, sitting third. Uh, we'll visit with him a few minutes and uh, see what's going on. Talk to a few other representatives as the program unfolds. All right, folks, you listen to the Moon Graffon Show. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline. You can email me, moon at moongraffon.com. Take a break. Be right back. the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. 
There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana treasurer. Support local. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We're welcome to have Mr. Hunter Lundy, who's running for governor. He was one of the first ones to announce he's running as an independent. And I will tell you this, and I'll tell in front of him, I mean, when you look at polls, you've got to be happy because, uh, you know, I'll go back to Mike Foster and all that. They were they, Their numbers weren't good, but when they started growing, people caught on. And the last poll I saw had you – Third, and I, I know you got to be happy about the, the progress. Oh, yes. I mean, I, we said all along that if we could qualify with the same number that Mike Foster did in 1996, that we could win this race. Well, we qualified with a higher number than what he had in 96. So anyway, we're, we're off to the races, working hard, traveling the state, and our message is the right message. You know, if we want to improve Louisiana, we got to do the things that I've been saying since day one. Well, I know your last commercial, I, uh, I saw you had a big buy with TV buy. Yeah. And I told my wife last night we were watching, I said, that's a very good commercial. I, I, th- I thought it was very commercial. It was very sincere. You don't always get that. I thought that was a really good spot. Yeah, I've had a lot of friends uh, uh, call me and say, well, you really were a good football player. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I got, I got, I got, I got to watch people like you because when they start tooting their own horn, I worry about uh, that. No. You don't never see me say I'm a good fisherman on this program. Well, just I, let you know that. I know you're a good fisherman, but I am. <laughs> you know, so I'm in the sports hall of fame at a small college at Millsaps College, and people say, "Well, you know," but when they saw the commercial, and of course, we played in in a different decade than football today. And, of course, you know, trying to play offensive guard at 210 pounds. I was the smallest guy on the offensive line, but I'm the one that's in the Hall of Fame. i tell you what because, you do. Try because, 210, uh, 210. You old, you older like me. Try 210 pounds in the line right now. See what it gets. Well, you can't play at 310. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be 310. I was small, but, I mean, I had, um, you know, I, I was an overachiever, have been all my life. You know, when I say that I, I've been the David fighting the Goliath my whole career, that's who I've been. And so I've, I've helped people uh, that needed help. And, and, you know, that's why I've been led to run for governor, because we need some help. We have great people in this state. But, yes, we have to attack poverty. We have to use education to attack it. And when we do that, we reduce our incarceration rate. Those three things have been right on target from day one. And I think the people of Louisiana see it. You know, some don't want to hear it, but they see it. And so you and I know that education is the key to transformation, and we have to start with them young. And so we're going to do that. And when you do that, you reduce, you have young people that can read. They don't go to prison. They become productive members of society. You change the economy. You change the way the rest of the United States looks at us. So when I started off saying we're the number one state in poverty, we've got to change that, and we've got to do it with education. And when we do that, we reduce incarceration. And you improve the economy by doing that. And so I think people now realize that is a, that's the right message. 
Let me let me let me play a little devil's advocate with you, sure. Because I know you you were uh, a stellar trial lawyer, and uh, I, I mean, I've hit you on this before and talked about the trial lawyers, about how the trial lawyers seem to they seem to got a free hand in this state. When I look at states like Texas, they've they've their trial lawyers there. The trial lawyers that do very good there, but their business community it seems like our business community is affected by the lawsuits and everything that goes on, the legacy lawsuits and everything that goes on. You, you you don't think we have to change what we're doing here when it comes to uh, the the atmosphere of the trial lawyers and what they're doing with the state of Louisiana? Because I know this, we're losing a lot of business. We got a lot of poverty. We made it easy to be po- we. I think we made it easy to be poor here than we've made it for people to prosper here. Yeah. Except for the system, those people prosper. I'm just curious. What do you think about the comments I make? Like tort reform, we got to do something. We, we, we throw little bitty things at it, and, and Mr. Lundy, we go, hey, we fixed it. We didn't fix right. anything. So just your thoughts on what I just said. Well, it's, you know, it, we have to have our priorities straight. I agree with that. And, and it seems to me like the insiders haven't had their priorities straight. And, yes, you know, I'm, I'm running against one candidate or he's running against me. We'll see how that plays out, who's against who when it comes down to it. I'm not a chameleon. I mean, I'm always going to listen to the right thing, and we're going to do the right thing. If change needs to be made, change will be made. But I'm not, I'm not going to play into political rhetoric where, you know, somebody's attacking a trial lawyer because he believes the environment should be protected. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that game. We have to protect our environment. We have to pre- protect our coastal lands. And I know who was some of the cause of it. I just believe everybody needs to be accountable. And so how, how does that take place? I'm, I'm a guy that's going to listen to everybody. And, of course, you've already seen, I mean, the, the trial lawyers don't own me. You know, yes, they want to say you're a trial lawyer. Yes, I've been an advocate for 40 years, and I've tried cases in five states. And you've got, and you, you've got uh, four or five lawyers in this race. None of them have tried a case except for me. None of no, them no, have no, been no. in. No, just, just a quick question, just sticking to a little bit of subject. We'll move on. But, but it's, like, uh, uh, it's like the coastal erosion. Yeah, you know, they want to blame all companies, but really the problem with coastal erosion has everything to do with the diversion of Mississippi River, one hundred percent. I don't see that's anything to do with all companies. It's everything to do with divert. And actually, to, to fix the diversion of that, they're going to do what the Mississippi River used to do naturally. They're getting settlements down and they're starting to grow land again, and they're only taking the settlements from the Mississippi River and the Chafalaya Basin to grow it. So I've never understood how all companies should be held responsible for something that really was simply diverting the Mississippi River over the last hundred and some years, which was to protect New Orleans, but it hurt everybody else. Well, it led to that because we had trashy politics in the past. Well, we, we had, we had, we, we had, had today too. That's right. And so that's, <laughs> I agree with that. Though. That's we what happened. Too. You know, didn't have people that were really in it for the people they were in it for themselves. And that's, what's wrong with Louisiana. We got too many people that are, yeah. they call themselves insiders. One of them called himself an outsider and he's the biggest insider of the group. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so it's about priorities. I agree with you. But I'm going to say this. The only reason we're cleaning up that mess right now is because there was a BP oil spill that led to litigation. $8 billion towards that coastal cleanup has come from the BP oil settlement. Yes, I represented hundreds of small businesses. I represented c- commercial fishermen, uh, oystermen, shrimpers, so forth, all that were that were really messed up because of that BP oil spill. Well, I'm, so, not, yeah. I'm not going to argue with the BP well, oil that's, spill. That's I, I, I get that, but so that's, that ain't why we're losing the coast. But that's co- not why we're losing the coast, No, though. but it's helping clean it up. 
Well, let me let me make another point, Moon. Yes, sir. Um, we we I'm all for growing the economy and business. We've got everything happening at the LNG on the Calcasieu Ship Channel. All these LNG plants. Tellurium is the the you know going to build driftwood, and then we've got uh, Chenier. We got uh, Cameron LNG. We got uh, you know Venture Global. We got all these now. Let's be real. We're having saltwater intrusion from the ship channel because we've got all this traffic right now. And that saltwater intrusion is coming uh, from overflow of the ship channel into the marshes, which hurts, which causes coastal erosion. But, you know, I'm for them. I'm not against them. I want them to prosper. So what do we need to do? We need to take the money, and we need to build the levees higher. We need to protect the coastal marshes. Yes, we need to do the diversion, what you're saying. So I'm plugged plugged into this. I'm just not, and I'm a guy that's going to listen to everybody. And I think by the latest newspaper articles, when they say who's who's collected all the money from the trial lawyers, they're going to know I'm the guy with an open mind, and that's going to listen. But I just don't play into the political rhetoric. Do you? Uh, do you? Uh, you know, we got a we got a debt problem in the state. That all kind of money. They, they, I think they spent it all. They keep claiming they did this and did that, but we got to wait and see what really happens. Uh, are you con- is, are you concerned that we're too heavily dependent on the federal government? Because right now, under this governor, we become really dependent on the federal government. Does that worry you? Like it worries me. It, it worries me because I don't think you're gonna be. You're not gonna be able to be the boss. In other words, the leader of our state at the federal government tells you everything to do. Are you concerned that we've just taken too much federal money? Because we've taken a lot of federal money. Well, we took it because it was available, because it became available through the, the regime of 2020 and forward when we had COVID and we had these, this federal legislation passed that made this money available. And yes, our United States senators went after the money. Our governor went after the money. You know, leadership is about what are we going to do to create jobs in Louisiana? So they took the money. Does it concern me? Yes. Do I hope we have a change in administration? Yes. I hope we have a change in leadership. And so, because I... But, but I'm, you see my concern, I Mr. See, Lord, I, I it's agree just that we're concern. so dependent now. We put all these people on Medicaid. We put made more people dependent on the government. And I'm not against Medicaid. I'm against everybody being on Medicaid. I think that's not a good thing. So my concern is, have we gone too far? Because let's say... I'm going to let you answer this. We'll take a break. Let's say the federal government called and said, you know what, guys? We ain't got no money. we got to cut the state 20%, 25%. Well, we are screwed at that point. Well, let me tell you. Last week at the legislator in southwest Louisiana, I was given permission from a former client who has raised $500 million from private business, not government money. They're going to build green hydrogen plants in Louisiana. The first one is going to be built on the old sulfur mines in Calcasieu, Parish, they got a solar form. They're going to use solar energy. They've already had that approved by the parish to feed the, the plant that's going to do the green hydrogen. And why are they doing it? Because they're going to create methanol. They're going to ship it to Europe. Europe has already made the decision. There'll be no maritime vessels using bunkers, which is highly thick oil product, diesel fuel product. So they're going to go to methanol. And so we've got to take advantage of of that for the jobs in Louisiana, and they're using personally raised capital. They're not using government money, and so they're going to build them all over the state. I'm I'm all in for that. I've told people I said we got to have a two. We got to get our oil and gas community back going strong, but we need to accept this this green yeah, I, this clean I, I, energy I know, I, if we I'm, have to. See, I'm, I'm I'm a little opposite. I think it'll be a disaster up the road. I just do. I just don't. I think fossil fuel. 
natural gas and all that stuff is the way to go. But but I, you, I don't are, I don't disagree. Are, by the way, you are you are heading in the direction everybody else is. I, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna back up and say let me wait to see all this. I'm stuff. not saying I agree with it. I'm saying as a governor, I have to get the money in Louisiana for people to have jobs. For I mean, if we want to get people out of poverty, we got to get them educated and we got to get them working. Let me take a quick break. His name is Hunter Lundy, third in the last poll. Moving on, he's running as an independent. He's running for governor. First one to announce, we'll take a break. Talk to Mr. Hunter Lundy a few more minutes. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Murrell for Attorney General. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us, an eighth-generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Murrell to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. We're going abroad. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Mr. Hunter Lundy, my special guest. He is running as an independent for uh, uh, the great state of Louisiana. You know, I meant to ask you because I'm a no party. Are you no party or are you independent party? Well, I'm just there a, is a difference. I, I'm an independent thinker. Okay, but you what, know, I what, just, I just, you independent party or no party? I mean, I'm not I, pushing any party. Okay. But because there's, I mean, there's an register, independent party. You have party. to register, I know, but I mean, I'm I'm not part of, of okay, an okay. independent party. I'm just an independent thinker. It just hit me because I'm I'm no party and I'm pretty independent thinker That's myself. Right. And so, the, uh, you mention education a lot in your platform. Every commercial just about mentions education. Give me give me three or four things that you think we have to do 
to get education off the bottom. I think there's been some improvement under Brumley. Yeah. He's trying to do some he, things. He, he he's is. busted his fanny. He has. Okay. And so, but you keep talking about it. And so I want you, any specifics you can give us, people appreciate specifics. Right. Well, this is specifics. We've got to allocate the money for three-year-olds. We've got to get three-year-olds. 80% of the brains formed by the time they're three. 90% by the time they're four. So we have to focus on three- and four-year-olds and get them. And by the time they're in the third or fourth grade, they need to be reading real well. We actually need them reading before they start kindergarten. Let me, let me stop I, you off I come a from a family of kindergarten teachers. The only so reason I, I ask you, there was a bill that passed that said they're not going to move them. I think it's after third grade. They're going to give them plenty of shots to pass. If right. they don't, they're going to hold them back. Did you see the bill? Did you like the bill? I knew the, uh, the contents of the bill. I've got to see how it's applied. Because but they, what they did was that they don't pass third grade and pass the test. They put them back in summer school, and they give them three or four chances to pass so they can move on. It ain't like they said, okay, you, you hold back. Look at the bill to see if you think that's a good idea. I will look at the bill. and uh, it's, it passed. It's Remember, I saw it, it passed, and I'm for the bill. I just want to see it be effective and applied right. Remember, I'm the guy that says get rid of the leap test because one test doesn't fit all. And we've no been using that, that one test fit all. So when we see this third grade deal, we got to make sure it's not applied discriminately. And so we got to see that it's not applied. And there's a kind of indiscriminately and discriminately. We got to let teachers have subjective rights. We got to monitor them. We got to make sure they're compliance. And right now, we got to reinstate discipline in our schools. So we got, you know, we got. Principals that are scared of school board superintendents who are scared of school boards and on down the line, we got to quit being scared of this and we got to put discipline in our schools. We got to let teachers teach. We got to let kids go out for recess. You know, all of that was taken out after years in my generation. It's trying to be put back today. You know, we got in God we trust back in our schools. That law passed. I was part of the organization that got it done first in another state, now in Louisiana. And so we need to put, you know, the best statement I've heard from a friend who I helped years ago, who's a very productive citizen in society today, was that we don't want our kids to go to prison to hear about God. And that's what's happening. And so we want them to hear about him right up front. You know, one of the things you look at, everybody talks about money and education. If you look at the South, we spend as much money more than anybody. I mean, we wait... Teachers pays at the bottom. How yeah. is that? I have people tell me this all the time. I don't understand. We spend all this money on education, but our teachers pays at the bottom. I said teachers pay is at the bottom because they're not a priority. Teachers pay is not a priority. It's not that we don't we don't need new taxes for this. Yeah. We got money in education. I agree. It's priorities. And so I was asking Monroe at the forum at ULM the other night. And uh, so if you could if you could do one thing that some other state has done that you like, what would you do? I said, I would follow Governor Huckabee. You know, the LEARNS Act, she went in and she got it passed immediately. No teacher starts for less than $50,000 a year. The only debt forgiven is a teacher's debt. So we get the top third of the class that want to teach again. So that's like a 20% increase because of the amount it costs to go to college today. So we forgive a teacher's debt. Then we have performance raises. She put a good you like performance raise yes. over just across the board. Yes, yeah, a lot of people are saying that, but nobody does it. Yeah, you know, we talk about so all the things you're talking about. I hear people talk about it. Well, nobody this, does it. Well, I have my job is convincing the legislature. This will be part of my package. The governor always presents his agenda, 
you know, and I'm a governor. I'm not a ruler. I don't expect to be crowned like some of these candidates think they are going to be, one in particular. And so um, I'm, I'm going to govern. I'm going to work with people. You know, I pray for people. And so we can see change, and, uh, and, and we can see improvement. So we got to pay our teachers. Our firemen are last paid in the state. And you know I have a son that's a fireman. And so, I mean, we've been, I had to stop the campaign to go to Borgard Parish. We dug ditches around the houses to keep, to keep uh, a fire from happening. And, um, and so, fortunately, it did rain. It's a little better controlled than it was. But it ain't, it over. ain't over. It ain't over. So we got to take care of that. And that was, I go back to Jindal years and the Wagusback Jindal years. They cut so much funding out of the things that you and I think are priority things. So we don't have the fire trucks out there anymore. We don't have the teams of people to, to put out fires. So we're having to rely on people from out of state. You know, we went from 175 fire trucks with three men crews to 65. Again, it's about priorities. And so uh, we got to pay our firemen. We got to pay our policemen. We can rid this crime. And I've heard this top cop talk about now he's got a plan in, in New Orleans. Give me a break. He's been in that position for seven years. He's done nothing about crime but criticize everybody. And so we will have a plan to support our law enforcement, to put more on the street. I studied what well, By the way, and, I, and I'm just not in defense, but the governor has got a lot of say about crime. And yeah. for eight years, our governor's not dead, and it's gotten a lot worse. Well, this is the governor. The governor's the one I think's got to step up. Well, he does. You're, you're next you, governor. You're you talking, or you're whoever talk, the governor you know, is. Gonna be, if I got a microphone, I'm going to remind you. Okay. I want you to remind me. <laughs> yeah, but you, know, bad, you know, I like to ask you guys, if you get to be governor, you going to come back on this program? Yes. Everybody says yes, they never do. <laughs> I'm not. Here's what well, I want you to do. Well, tell people is, how to get in touch with you. We're okay. going to do this again. You're going to be back on well, many I want to tell you why we can change crime, but I'll do that later. We'll do it. But how can people get in touch with you, campaign? Thank you. It's, it's Hunter Lundy, governor, or lundyforlouisiana.com. Just go online, follow us on any social media platform, and you can give online if you wish to give. Come back again soon. We'll start with crime because it is eating us up. You talk to people like Billy Nungas in New Orleans. It's, it's such a bad spot. That's, everybody thinks Louisiana. Think about New Orleans. Yeah. All right. I want your vote. All right. Hunter Lundy, special guest. We'll do it again. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair and I approve this message. Listen to me, Dan Bongino, as I tackle the biggest political issues of the day, debunking both liberal and swamp establishment rhetoric. The Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5, KPEL. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James 
Financial Studio. Last night, there were approximately 40 successful rescues made. Uh, including 29 uh, by the Florida National Guard. And Governor Ron DeSantis will be today assessing the damage in hardest-hit areas. There's a lot of cleanup to do here, and some homes have been wiped off the map entirely. Fox Business's Grady Trimble is in Keaton Beach, where Idalia's eye came ashore, standing in front of a destroyed home. The roof, the walls are gone. We spoke with one of the neighbors here who told us that the roof of that house was lifted and landed all the way over here on another house. They were worried about flooding here, but it turned out it was the wind that did the most damage. Flooding, though, was a big problem in some other communities like Cedar Key and Steenhatchee. There's also been flooding along the Carolina coast where Idalia is still lingering as a tropical storm. There's still about 300,000 power outages. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is complying with new guidelines to report travel, acknowledging in a filing he took three trips on a private jet last year owned by a wealthy Republican donor. Thomas has been under ethics scrutiny from Democrats over reported gifts and vacations and other perks Harlan Crow has given to Thomas over the years. Former President Trump will be arraigned next week in Georgia on the criminal charges related to attempts to overturn 2020 election results, which he calls political persecution. In New York, the state's Democratic Attorney General Letitia James is asking a judge to rule Trump is liable for fraud. Months before a civil trial begins in a case that James brought against the former president, the Trump Organization and his children over alleged misleading financial statements that Trump denies, he's also asking the judge to dismiss the case entirely. And he's blasted James, calling her a radical left-wing lunatic, saying her lawsuit against him is an abuse of authority. That's Fox's Jeff Manasso. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Crews are still searching for possible victims in a burnt-out five-story building in Johannesburg, South Africa, where some homeless and squatters have been living. At least 73 people were killed. One died jumping out a window, landing head first. Dozens of others were injured. There's worry in Hawaii. The National Weather Service forecasts low humidity and high wind gusts bring in an increased wildfire risk weeks after the blaze that left hundreds of people still missing. The agency says the winds are not expected to be as powerful as those earlier this month that devastated the town of Lahaina on Maui and killed at least 115. Wind gusts in those fires topped 60 miles per hour, while today's forecast puts wind speeds at up to 50 miles an hour. People in the affected areas are 
are urged to delay activities that could throw off sparks. The cause of the deadly Lahaina fire is still under investigation. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. The Biden administration is giving more people a break on their student loans. $72 million in student loan debt for more than 2,300 borrowers who attended Ashford University are having those loans wiped away. The Education Department says the California for-profit college made substantial misrepresentations to prospective students between 2009 and 2020. A lawsuit resulted in a $22 million penalty for the school, though the decision is being appealed. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down a student debt forgiveness plan by the Biden administration earlier this year. The Education Department is now moving forward on more targeted forgiveness measures, relying on existing law to protect borrowers believed to have been misled by institutions. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Inflation crept up last month. The gauge, closely followed by the Federal Reserve, shows consumer prices rose 0.2% in July from June. Annually, inflation rose from 3 to 3.3%. On Wall Street, the Dow and the Nasdaq both up about 70 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in. For all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else, all of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Microphone Show, 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline if you want to be part of the program. We are joined by Miss Kathy Edmondson. Joins us. She is running. Kathy, first of all, you got to tell me the district number because all these district numbers, they go in one ear and out the other. What district are you in? <laughs> You run for re-election, basically. Yes, ma'am. Uh, are you kidding me? You don't you don't remember every district no. and every person? <laughs> no. You know what's even worse? I don't even try. I don't even try to remember the district. I don't blame anymore. you. I don't. He doesn't you. even always remember my name. No, I don't even know <laughs> I mean, his know. name. Sometimes I forget his name. But uh, no. So, what district is it in, Kathy? Uh, I'm, I'm in District 88. That's okay. in Ascension Parish. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yes. Uh huh. So is it just Ascension Parish, or does it cover in, into any other parishes? No, ju- just Ascension. Now you've you've been in office, Sorrento, Galvez, uh, those those areas in uh, in Ascension. Okay, and you run for re-election. By the way, we highly recommend them voting for you. I know you you've gotten a lot of endorsements, haven't you? I have, I really have. Uh, things are are really starting to roll in. I guess. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking that the public doesn't really start paying attention much so close to Labor Day, Moon. It, that's what everybody says, and it seems like that's that's uh, the case. But 
Boy, it's so important that people go to vote. It really, really is. I just want to remind your listeners, early voting is starts uh, uh, September the 30th and goes through, uh, I think it's September the the 5th or the 7th. So uh, I know a lot of people like to vote early. They need to remember those dates. And then, of course, October the 14th is the um, is the election. Yeah, no, no so doubt. just want to get that in. Well, Kathy, what are... What are some of, you know, you, you've been there, you saw just really a tough time because of poor leadership in the House, but you were one of the 19, y'all, y'all stood up, y'all were counted, y'all, y'all, y'all made the case for conservatives, and yet they're just, they're just people that just don't want to do what's right. Uh, it, it, it just, uh, it, it never, uh, never ceases to amaze me. We are elected uh, by the people to go there and spend their money uh, in an efficient way. And it just, it slays me to see how some people doesn't even make any difference. They're going to spend money to, you know, to profit themselves. And um, it's, it's just a, a, a total affront to the, to the constituency in the state of Louisiana. Makes yeah. me very sad. You know, Kathy, you've proven yourself to be the conservative. <clears throat> and you've proven to stick by your guns and to do the things that you promised. Uh, I know there's a couple candidates running as Republicans, but I was, I was, it just breaks my heart that the people don't realize, I know two of them, they just, Democrats all their lives, changed the Republicans to run for office. I think this needs to be pointed out, the candidates that just changed the Republican, only because they need the name to win the office, and, and, and people won't vote for them if they're Democrats. Yeah. Well, what I know is this, uh, the registrar of voters confirmed by phone that uh, Don Check Snyder switched parties from Democrat to Republican on July the 27th. Oh, my God. My other opponent, uh, it was confirmed that he switched uh, close to the day that he qualified. And uh, now people in my district are telling me they're having a hard time getting that information in writing. Uh, from the registrar of voters, mm-hmm. that they need 25 signatures in order to do that. Uh, and I'm not sure what law that is, but I can tell you right now that we're looking into it to see, have you ever heard of that? No, not at that, all. So in order to get information that should be public record, that it takes 25 signatures? No, I've not heard That's that crazy. at all. But the thing about it is these two phony Republicans ought to be, the phony baloney Republicans ought to be pointed out. Y'all going to have to point it out that people need to understand they're not Republicans. They're not even close to Republicans. And and this Johnny-come-lately well, stuff has got to stop. I know McConaughey's doing that in the Senate race against Alan Seabaugh. He's a phony, baloney-come-Republican-come-lately. It's a fact. That's, that, that's not a cut on him. It's just a fact. So you're having people do this because they can't win as a Democrat. They can't run as right. who they really are. That's right. And, and you know, uh, we're we're they're pretending to be Republicans, and they're they're ruining our 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 local election. I mean, our local uh, officials, our state officials, and federal by people thinking that they're going to be something that they they're not. And it's it's people have got to be able to to discern uh, exactly who a person is that's running for office. They the the public needs to start or continue, if a lot of them are, we're having more and more people wake up. But ask hard questions. Ask hard questions of the people that are asking for your vote. Put them on the record. Get them to say what they're going to do. And at least after that, you can hold them accountable for what they said. But 
a lot of the public just, I mean, they're friends, and they go, well, you know, I really like them, so I'm going to vote for them. And I remember you saying, I think it was at a Hayride event, uh, you know, it's okay if I like you as a friend, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want you to represent me, no. you know, at the state level. And that's so, so true. No, what they ought to do is, <laughs> I say this all the time, Kathy Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, my, my special guest, Kathy, I say this all the time, if you like somebody, but you know good and well they ain't going to be a good representative. What I would do is keep them home. Tell them you like them so much you voted against them because you like having them around town. You like going to eat with them. You like going to the parties with them. You like going yeah, to the movies with them. You know what I'm saying? Said, yeah. yeah don't, uh, don't, don't vote for them. That's a position of trust. And uh, I, I think there's too much of that going on in Louisiana. Well, I like old so and so. But do you know this guy absolutely. just changed the Republican? Here's what you do. You ask somebody. Would you vote for a Democrat? Yeah. Hell no. Okay, well, you know, so-and-so just changed, been a Democrat all his life. And then that, that makes them go, why are they doing that? They change into Republican because they can't win as a Democrat. Y'all saw it in yeah. the House when y'all were in the House. We got all these so-called Republicans, and I want to believe they're we all did. good conservatives, Kathy. But let's be blunt. We don't have enough conservatives. We got plenty of Republicans. Well, did you see how many conservatives voted not to bust the cap? Yeah, not many. Out of 105 or 103, whatever we have, yeah, yeah, we have got to get more conservative elected officials in this October, bottom line. And we have great people running. I, I, again, I encourage your listening audience, make sure you know who it is that you're going to vote for. Make sure you understand what they're about, what they think, what they plan to do, why they're running. I mean, it, it's, it's imperative that people do that. No doubt about it, Kathy. Kathy, let me ask a quick question. Are you, give me, if we get a new governor, and we're going to get a new governor, we all know, but if we get the right governor uh, and we get the right speaker and the right Senate president, which is just important, is important to me, what are, what are maybe two or three things you hope in the state will was, was really work on to change? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind may, may not be the most important, but insurance tort reform. I mean, we've been saying I mean, you know, I've heard leadership talk about how we, last session and this session, we did so much for tort reform. I'm sorry, I don't see it. Do you see it? No. Are your insurance rates even staying the same? No. People's rates are skyrocketing. So we have to do something. And I, I'm not even sure what it is, Boone, but we need to really drill down with a Republican governor, uh, with a Republican-led House and Senate, drill down into what we can do uh, in terms of insurance for the people of this state. Uh, I have constituents call so <laughs> often about, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable what they pay for auto insurance and, and now homeowners. It's, it's crazy. And, and they keep using the excuse, and I'm not saying that it doesn't impact our hurricane seasons and how we have to, the insurance companies pay out claims, but don't tell me they're not making money. Don't, don't tell me that because I don't believe it. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're, I believe that they are making money to the detriment of the public. Yeah, no doubt about it. I just, uh, you know, there's other things. I, I, don't, I think if we don't get our job climate straight to where we become a friendly job state we're not gonna hold our young people and to me that is a big concern absolutely i, I just I, i'm looking so forward to to uh a republican governor that is concerned about 
bringing back oil and gas in this state. I, I mean, I just think that's so very important. And all this green energy stuff that we're doing, I, I, again, I don't, I don't, it, it just kind of get, sort of got started at the end of session. If you remember, uh, we had a big package, carbon capture, 40 lobbyists hired. So it, it, it really, we didn't really get to get into that and see what it was all about, but I'm looking forward to really finding out what that's about and is that the best thing for our state? You yeah, know, the, I, I, by the way, by the way, the 40 lobbyists they got, I, I want, was it a company called Air Quality, something like that? Air Products. Air Products. Air Products hired it's 40 in, it's lobbyists. In my by the way, fly, yeah, Air, fly. Air Products is in my parish. And look, I, I want jobs for my people. I'm, I'm interested and concerned about what happens in my district. And so a lot of the people in my district, I'm sure, work at Air Products. But I just don't feel like we knew enough about the whole issue to, to you know, cast important votes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about uh, about carbon capture and, and the whole green energy. You know, I'm, I'm just we need to know more about it. We, we don't we don't know enough. I, I mean, I, I'm sure of that. We don't know enough. No, but but it was funny. Everything they wanted passed, got passed, and everything they wanted beat back, they got beat back. They've hired the yep. lobbyists, and they won. And uh, I think we know a lot about it. I, I think when it fails, I want everybody to remember everybody that was associated with it. Kathy, real quick before I let you go, tell people how to get in touch with you if they want to be part of the campaign. Okay. My website is Kathy for Louisiana, K-A-T-H-Y. And uh, I'm going to give you my cell phone like I always do, Boone, because I, I, I always... Uh, if I don't answer, I'll call. I'll call you back. If you call me, it's two two five three two eight five eight three two. And thank you so much for having me on. I always enjoy being on with all right, you. All right, Kathy Edmonton. Thank you, Kathy. God bless. All right, we got to take too. a break. Okay. More to come. Moon Show. Don't go nowhere. Well, the rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night. Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted, cyber, security, and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give iConvergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at iConvergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for Attorney General. That's no surprise, Liz is one of us. An eighth generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the US Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. 
Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Your safety is all... Moon Show. Email me moongrafon.com. Moon at, is it moon at moongrafon.com? I think that's it. All right. Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. Don't forget matthewjames.com, matthewjames.com. My good friends at Matthew James, John Blanchard, you heard him the other day, very, very smart. He knows a lot more than just about investing money. He wants to talk about where you want to go, where you're headed at. Uh, he also wants to talk about what you, what's going to be the uh, what's your tax rate one day. Uh, people think you put all this retirement back, you don't have to pay any taxes. Maybe you might want to check with somebody who really knows what's going on. He knows the tax code, which is very important when you're talking about investing. John Blanchard of Matthew James can get you taken care of. Why not talk to an expert about what's going on with your finances, what the market may do, what they're seeing? I mean, he does all that. MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Well, I, I read, uh, my, my friend Scott wrote a piece in the Hayride called The Red Wave is Building in Louisiana, the Lefties are Screeching. Well, a little concerned here. If I was in another state, a red wave would be a big deal. But you can't have a red wave that's a big deal if they don't do something once they get it. Example, the fraud squad. Clay Shakes not and 22 other buddies. I mean, if they're going to walk across the aisle and give the power to the Democrats, then we, we're messed up. I had somebody tell me the other day, man, man, I wish you quit talking about that. That's old news. Not old news. If it's old news, we lose. If Fraud Squad is old news, we lose. And I'm not trying to be funny, Brent. Because you can let all the Republicans you want, you can have the reddest wave of all, but if they don't govern like a red wave, then what, what good does it do? I mean, what good does it do to sit there if you got the governorship and the House and the Senate and you don't do something? I give Trump a lot of credit for what he got through, but he could have got rid of Obamacare, which is really a hellhole of an insurance deal. But you always have the John McCain types or the Jay Darden types or the Clay Shakespeare types or the John Stefanski types or the bogus Boye types. You know? So what? And then I just talked to Kathy Edmondson, and guess what she said? She's running against two leftist Democrats who now all of a sudden are Republicans. Why? And they one changed in July, and one changed pretty close to the time that they started to run. You can change parties, I get it, but it fools you. People that are doing this are really fooling the voter. They already, Brandon, they made great politicians. If you jump a Democrat to Republican, you're already lying to the voter. You'd be a great elected official. You're lying because you're not running as who you are. 
If Coach McConaughey brought Bell Edwards in to run with Bell Edwards all around that district, I would have a lot of respect for that because then he would be doing what, who he voted for. You know? Same thing. You know, you got people jumping in the district a year ago. I mentioned Troy Abair jumping in the district and Jonathan Gudo because the good old boy network figured out a way. This Andre fella jumped in the district with the run against Blake Miguez because the good old boy network, especially this hike and this a Romero guy. By the way, it's kind of ironic. The Romero guy, Brandon, the hike guy ran against Romero. Remember? The hike guy sued that Romero did the same thing that Andre's doing. Okay, he had a house and they had a farm. And he sued and he lost. So Craig shows Andre how to do it. They don't like each other, yet they all in the same cohorts now with Andre doing the same thing that Craig did. So you got the greaser and the money bags, Canada. And folks, if we're not going to be careful with this, why does it matter if we have a red wave or not? If we're not going to change the state of Louisiana, tell me what Blank Page Cortez did, who gave the uh, uh, education committee to Cleo Fields. That was Blank Page. Who went to Edwards and said, what do you want? Who killed all these good bills. What good does it do to have a Republican if they like Blank Page and Clay Shakespeare? It does no good. You can walk around and say, oh, we're a red state. We're a red state. Yeah, we're a red state. We're also a dead state. If you're a red state with these type of Republicans, you're a dead state. You don't want to be a dead state. You want to be a state that lives, state that's alive, state that booms. That's all I want to be. I want it to be for everybody. I even want the good old boy network to be part of it, the bottom part of it, not the top part of it. As long as we allow good old boy network politics at the top, Everybody loses but them and people that are associated with them. Everybody. You know, Brad Island's got a son, Robert Island. He's trying to shove down our throat. You know, he's going to bring home the bacon. They got candidates over there that are a lot more impressive that you don't have to worry about being part of the good old boy network. It's a red wave building in Louisiana. You know, folks, a red wave is nice. It really is. A conservative wave would be a heck of a lot better than a red wave. We need a conservative wave to change the state, not a red wave. You're going to put fake Republicans in or people that move in the district within a year so they can run for office so the good old boy network will have a candidate. You know? Jonathan Gudo, great voting record. Blake Miguez, Blake, great voting record. Alan Seaball, awesome voting record. Why would you not elect those people? Kathy Edmondson, you got two fake Democrats running. A little late in the program, because we have Valerie Hodges on as well. She's running against, I think, Brandon, I guess on some of this stuff. I think she's running against Barry. No, she's not. She's Barry Poison Ava. She's running against uh, Buddy Crybaby Minson. We'll find out a little late in the program. We'll be right back. Brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. 
Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Hi, this, is- this hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. By the way, if you had, if you want to try some great seafood, go to, go to Abbeville, go to my friends at Shucks. It was great to hear. I had some friends out of Baton Rouge who had never eaten at Shucks. And they went to the Shucks in Abbeville and they they said, Moon, man, how great was this? And uh I'm just telling you, it's great seafood. It's always fresh. They get it right off the boats right there where they are. They're always coming up with new things on the menu. They just do a great service job. They have bands Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening, and it's just a good time. If you want a good time, a casual, nice time, and you know you're going to eat great food, Shucks is the place. They take groups. They don't take reservations, but they do accommodations. So give them a call. Check them out. They open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, and the food is great. If you like good seafood, by the way, Brandon, uh, it's only next month is September, right? Everybody says you can't eat oysters unless they got R's in a month. By Tomorrow the way, is September. <laughs> I mean, th- th- what, what the point being is, if you like oysters, you can eat them that year round. He, I, I love what David said. That's a myth. If you come here, you're going to enjoy it. And I've enjoyed oysters all summer long. Shucks in Abbeville. Ah, you're going to love it. Let's go to Jimmy in Walker, Louisiana. Mr. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good this morning. Thank you. I was calling in on this uh, carbon recycling, uh, whatever they want to call it. Carbon and capture. Sucking, all my life. Sucking air, out, the, uh, sucking air well, out and putting it in the ground. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, ostriches do that too, you know. <laughs> but um, uh, what I wanted to say was, uh, two separate subjects, this one and one other one. But uh, as far as this carbon stuff, I've welded 
the majority of my life combination welder. I welded on in pretty much every plant on the river. And one in particular I spent probably five or six years at. And every morning we had to find the wind socks in the plant and see which direction the wind was blowing from because of a chlorine cloud about three times the size of a of a house, 1,600 under roof size house, a, a, a chlorine cloud would come floating through. And we had to know which way the wind was so we didn't get trapped in it. And I asked the old boy that was uh, head over, over the block I was in, uh, I was in the chlorine block, but, um, and then the man over him, I, I, you know, I don't want to mention any names. This this was probably thirty years ago, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But and I asked, I asked the guy. I said, "Man, why don't uh, why don't you fix uh, one of these blocks that can take care of this chlorine?" And uh, he told me, he "said Well, it's cheaper just to pay the fine than it is to build a." a uh a unit you know that can dispose or or take this chlorine and make something with it you know and that's their outlook and it's always the the citizen that has to pay you know they they want us to drive electric cars and do all of this and all of these plants follow suit they see they see one plant getting away with it they're going to do the same thing and and uh you know it just burns me up man that that uh uh we are the ones that have to come up with the money and uh to try to buy an electric car or something and i'm hey, Jay, hey, Walker, hey, hey, uh, uh, charles do like i mean uh jimmy do like me i ain't buying an electric car they're gonna have to make me buy one because no, i'm not buying that crap I, i'd rather walk <laughs> i didn't got to the point i'd rather walk uh, I'll get a bicycle. That's what I meant. Anyway, look, you know? I got to go, Jimmy. No. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks for the point you made. Appreciate it. 844-766-6607. Let me check in with Representative Chuck Owen. Chuck? Hello? Chuck, I know y'all fighting the hey. fires. Has it, has, it, has it gotten? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Tell me what's going on because you write in the heart all it. My, uh, my assessment is that the, the fight remains static. To just to be clinic, just to be straight with you, um, <clears throat> you know the the fires down here. For those who aren't really familiar, I've, it's amazing how many people around the state don't know about what's going on over here. Um, they started about a week and a half ago down in Beauregard, and thus far it's burned forty one thousand acres of land. Mm. Mm. Forty one thousand acres of timbers is gone. Thank God, there's been no loss of life. Uh, there's been a bunch of homes that have been lost. There have been several evacuations that have been undertaken in small towns like Maryville and Singer and places like that and last night in Pitkin. Um, so people have had to rush out of their homes and then come back. Um, and it's just, you know, we're in one of those odd times that we've never really been in here before. And I, and by the way, I don't blame climate change. It's just weather's can weather. Ask, climate change all the time. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did, did they ever find out? how some of these fires got started um to my understanding one was started on an accident a guy apparently somebody was burning something in a yard i'm not going to say where because there was an arrest made someone was actually burning something against the burn ban in a yard and it lit fire and it wound up burning up two houses um 
I, I assume and, and, and hope that the investigations are underway and the other ones, these, these enormous ones that are underway. But what, what, what happened in, in, in Beauregard was that, you know, it, you have a, a local response. You know, we deal with fires, we're dealing with it. And it grew out of that capacity, and then it went large enough for the state to get involved. And then it's gotten so large, Moon, that now there's an, a big federal response team that's on the ground in Beauregard that's managing this. They, they're, they're responsive to the federal uh, for the U.S. Forestry Service. Uh -huh. And so they are on the ground. They are people from all over the country who are here, about 300 strong uh, with aircraft and all sorts of assets. Um, the, the the folks there have, have confidence they're going to be able to get it under control, but because of the weather and because of the wind and the humidity, it, it's a day-to-day -day fight, honestly. And, uh, you know, what, what what I'd like to just say to you, Moon, and to, to your listeners is please understand how important that your local first responders are and to pat those people on the back and to appreciate them every way, every way you can and your sheriffs and your mayors who literally are making life-and-death decisions, um, you know, Sheriff Sam Kraft and Sheriff Mark Herford in Vernon and Beauregard are, are absolutely strong leaders who I'm, I'm glad they are where they are. Uh, the mayors in our towns, Mayor uh, Rick Allen, Mayor Missy Roberts, and, and, and surrounding communities have worked very hard through all of this. And it's a it, it very tough moment. So, you know, you, you, you see what somebody's made of in a, in a tough moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Chuck Owens. So it, it's hard. It, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yes, it, it, that's a tough, that's a, that's, that's just a tough deal. We always have fires. We got to fight them every year. But when a drought comes, yep. it's it's always going to be worth. The drought could come in the middle of January. If you were this dry in yep. January and it was cold and eighteen degrees outside, but far as fire goes, it goes. The the, the, the heat outside yep. has nothing to do with that. It's a matter. It's the dryness. We go through droughts all the time. Matter of fact, yeah. as I was talking to my climate czar, forest fires and droughts go hand in hand. Unfortunately, you notice nobody's talking about. Forest fires in California because that dome is sitting over us in the southeast. It's not yep. sitting over California right now. They've got plenty of rain since the spring. Uh, they even have a little hurricane touch in. I mean, uh, I don't want a hurricane, but would uh, would nope. uh, would rain? How much would rain? Or did the rain help y'all at all get get control of it? It, it? it slowed it down a little bit, Moon. The, the rain that came on Saturday and Sunday it slowed it down a little bit. Um, it, 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 it made it more manageable down in the area of Borgard, the one they're, they're called Tiger Island. It, may, it made it a little bit more manageable. What we really need is a front to get here and stall for about three weeks. <laughs> no, about three, three days for sure and just stall with no wind because the wind causes a problem. I mean, when, on, on Saturday night there was fire north of Leesville, and there were evacuations about two miles from where I live, and, and the ash was falling in our yards up here, yeah. you know, with the way the wind's moving. It it is very very precarious. Um, so it's uh, it's it, it is it is a moment we've not experienced here before. Apparently they they've had fires like this. Commissioner Strain was telling us that in the in the twenties uh, there was actually a fire that burned over a million acres, but they had yeah. no capacity to stop it. and They just let it burn. And so when you go face to face with it and try to stop it, look some of these firemen around here they saved homes. Um, that that might not should have been saved. It hadn't been for the heroism of these men and women who just yeah, you had, stuck you had, right in the middle of it. You had people like Rodney Shammerhorn, who they said knows how to run a bulldozer. He he was helping build levees for people. He was like, you talk about a servant. He, he was out there serving the people big time. He was. <laughs> Rodney was literally fighting the fire. Yeah. 
um, somewhere near his people, but it, it, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I mean, Rodney, you put him on a tractor and say, go get it. He'll, he'll go get it. Yeah, I don't he, he has that skill set. And so, yeah, he, he, he is worn out like everybody else. But well, Chuck, listen, I'll let you go. Thank you for the update, man. God bless y'all. I wish y'all would get yeah. a rain from hell. Yeah. <laughs> a wait, rain not from, from hell. What about wait, this? not yeah. from hell, heaven. from heaven. Uh, rain from hell. Pray, I wish pray you get for a rain. rain and just give thanks. Yeah, three or just three give thanks to these first responders and these leaders. Yeah, three or four inches wouldn't hurt your feelings if it came in a few hours, probably. Roger anyway. that. All right, got to go. Thanks for the call. We'll be right back. God bless y'all. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, We must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at JeffLandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. Dave. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moving to the phone show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. Don't forget my good friends at J&J Exterminator, folks. Hey, the only, only exterminator. That's a Louisiana brand, baby, around the state of Louisiana, all over the state of Louisiana. They're Louisiana brand. Oh, yeah, you got other good exterminators. But they are the biggest Louisiana independent exterminator in the state of Louisiana, and they cover every inch of the state. If you're looking for a good exterminator, maybe you're a big company, maybe you're getting ready to build a house, you got to get a termite inspection, you're getting ready to buy or sell your house, they do all that. Anything to do with exterminating, J&J can be counted on 
to do the job. J&J exterminated. got the staff. They got the people. And the one thing Bobby John taught me about them, if you got a problem with something they're doing, they want to know because they want to fix it. And that's a cool company. J&J exterminated. Don't, folks, give them a try. Don't be fooled. Give them a try. They're the real deal. All right, we are honored to have Valerie Hodges as our special guest. She's representative Valerie Hodges. She's running in Senate District 13 to be the next senator. Valerie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moose. How are you? I'm doing so. Who sits in that seat right now? Uh, Rogers Pope. Since okay. he's in that seat, and he is not going to run for re-election. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is an open seat, and uh, and Valerie, you've been endorsed by all the conservatives too. All the conservative groups have stood up and, and said, "Hey, you're the person they want." They've endorsed. Uh, tell us a little bit about the endorsements that you've gotten. Well, I've gotten the endorsement of just about every conservative group. Um, Lobby has endorsed me. LCCM has endorsed me. Uh, night before last, I got the prestigious endorsement of the Freedom Caucus, and uh, that was just a real honor for me and, and gotten endorsed by um, just about every conservative group that there is. You know, the, the problem we've had in the state, one of the problems we've had is the Senate has killed everything. It's kind of a graveyard. And I know you and Absolutely. some other good people are running for Senate. We have got to change the makeup of the Senate and put some conservatives in there. And I know in this race, you're the only conservative in the race. And uh, nobody can even make the claim. But, you know, the House has done what it's done. Y'all have got to move on and make the Senate conservative. Well, and, and I mean, that's, that's why I'm running. Because for, you know, I've been serving for 12 years and I'm turned out. And but one of the things that we have fought, especially over the, the last eight years, it, people would tell me, oh, you don't even bother filing that. It doesn't matter. They're going to kill it in Jude. That's going to die over there in the Senate or the governor's going to veto it. But I believe that, you know, I've still filed legislation and, and I filed 114 bills and had 36 signed into law, despite having a very liberal Democrat um, as a governor and a Senate who did not want to stand up. And that was what we all knew is that, well, your bill's going to die over there. But this year I've got some really good things that were passed. But I believe that this election that we're about to have on October the 14th is one of the most important elections in, in the history of Louisiana. Because we, we, we've had some really bad uh, policies that have been implemented, tax policy. And, you know, I, I know you've talked about this, but one of the things that our budget has grown to $46.5 billion, which is unbelievable. And that's taxpayer money. That That's why taxes keep going up. The cost of living is going up. And yet we, we can reverse that with this upcoming election, with getting a Republican governor and a Republican, a conservative Republican. Because, you know, just because you have an R behind your name doesn't mean you're really conservative. It's just you're going to vote along the, the principles that the Republican Party stands for. But I believe we're going to get a conservative legislature that will support and work together with our new governor. And we can reverse some of the things that have happened um, in Louisiana. The fact that you know, uh, they were talking the other night that over 200,000 people have left Louisiana in the last few years to, for other states because of their tax policy. Yeah. That's something that we've got to address. And I want to be in there. You, you know, Moon, that I, I'm a fighter. And... I will continue that fight for freedom. And that's what, you know, America's at a crossroads. I cannot, I cannot, I ain't going to beg my audience to do anything. People got free will, can do what they want. But if they can't understand the difference between you 
and your leftist opponent, although he has an R by his name, I can't explain it. I, right. I keep it trying to tell people we have to take the Senate and make it a conservative Senate and it with great leadership at the top. And if we don't, we won't change anything. The Senate killed mm-hmm. so many good pieces of legislation. That's right. And uh, they did it on the John O'Leary. They did it on the Blank Page Cortez. They, they do it all the time. So uh, I think the, the, the Senate president gets too close to some of the bad governors, and that's been kind of the problem. And I think y'all going to have yes. to elect a Senate president that's going to have some conservative values, not somebody that just wants to be the, cons- uh, the Senate president. Absolutely. And we need a, a Senate um, majority that will stand up and fight. I mean, you look at what we had with the COVID lockdowns, and we've got a lot of talk about COVID again coming up and, and possibly shutting things down. And we tried and tried. I thought I led the fight to try and wrote letters to the governor, letters to the president to say open churches, open businesses. And we could not get enough signatures. We lacked a couple of signatures on the House side, and we lacked a huge majority of signatures on the Senate side to open our state back up. And it's about freedom. This is not communist China where we have tyranny that they can say you can't go to church, you can't go to school, you can't uh, go to your business and, and make money. So that, that was appalling yep. that the Senate did not have the backbone to stand up and fight the governor. By the way, you had, a, you had a ruling where y'all in the House passed, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Y'all passed something. It went to court, and the, and the judge ruled because the Senate didn't agree to it that the judge would let Edwards win. And I remember what the That's bill right. was, and I thought, wow, this, we had a leadership in the Senate and any senators that would stand up. I do think if you get the right leader in the, in the governorship, some of these senators that sat on the sideline probably will try to do the right thing. At least I hope so. I think so. And I think the, the Senate president has a huge influence over his, his leadership will, will lead the, the right way on this. I mean, I know uh, who... When, when I get in there as uh, hopefully the next senator, I know who I'm going to back. And I know that he will stand up for those conservative principles and do do the right thing. And that's what we have to do. Yep. You, uh, we need true conservatives, Moon. Yeah, you, you've, uh, you went and you've been, you've had three terms in the House. I, I just encourage the people in that area to vote for you. I just know that you will be well, a difference you. maker compared to who they have a choice for. The other person has proven uh, and uh, that... He is going to go along with the good old boy network, and that mm-hmm. never has worked in the state of Louisiana for change yet. No, no, it hasn't. And so it does take, it does take courage. And that's one of the, the things that, you know, we, we hear all this, the, the rumbling about another lockdown. And the, our founding fathers were brilliant men who could see, they, they foresaw what could happen if a federal government's out of control, and they gave us states rights mm-hmm. that can stop federal overreach and that's why it is important that we have conservatives who have the backbone to stand up and fight these these issues and so that's why i am asking people to vote for me because you can look at my record you can go to my facebook page i posted the letters that i wrote Mm -hmm. to the governor that i stood with uh, firehouse barbecue and with the churches to open and those are the type of things i did not vote to to bust the cap or a lot of people don't understand the, that term but you know increase the expenditure limit yep. which means higher taxes yep. no doubt. and so those are the, the telling points of if someone's really conservative or not and if they're if they're for freedom and for lower taxes and for a good business climate and that's why i'm asking people to vote for me yeah the thing that's about it I'm is running. my suggestion in district 13 vote for the tough woman or vote for the crybaby man I'd vote for the tough woman. How can people get in touch with you? 
Well, uh, thank you, Moon. They can go to my Facebook page as Valerie Hodges for Senate, or they can look at my website as ValerieHodgesForSenate.com. Sounds like a winner, Valerie. We'll do it again. God bless and best of luck. Thank you, Moon. I appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day. All right. That's it for today. Uh, we got another hour. Moongraphone.com. Listen live. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Former president pleads not guilty. On Lisa Brady, Fox News, Donald Trump had been scheduled for arraignment next week in the Georgia case, accusing him and 18 others of illegally trying to overturn 2020 election results. Instead, Trump has waived arraignment and pleaded not guilty today, so he won't have to appear next week. Several other defendants had already waived a hearing in court filings, saving a trip back to Fulton County. Earlier, Trump posting criticism of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on campaign fundraising as DeSantis focuses on the aftermath of Hurricane Adalia. You have a lot of trees in, in this part of the state and uh, you know, there were trees knocked down. They would knock down power lines. The governor plans to assess more damage today after visiting hard-hit areas yesterday. You did see structural damage to buildings. I saw roofs torn off of businesses. And Florida is not alone. We're working on plans to be on the ground to view the storm damage tomorrow. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp allowing more time to clear roads and restore power first. About 300,000 remain without power from Florida to the Carolinas. Financial disclosure forms are in for a Supreme Court justice showing he took three trips last year on a Republican donor's plane. One of the plane trips reported by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was to Harlan Crow's Lodge in upstate New York, while the two others were to Dallas to speak to a conservative think tank. The release of the documents comes during a time of heightened focus on ethics behaviors of Supreme Court justices after a series of reports that Thomas has for years received undisclosed expensive gifts from Crow, a benefactor of conservative causes. Crow also paid for the Georgia home where Thomas's mother lives and funded two years of private school tuition for a child raised by Thomas and his wife, Ginny. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America is listening to Fox News. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. 
It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Families who've lost loved ones to overdoses are meeting with Biden administration officials to mark International Overdose Awareness Day. It's part of an effort to reduce overdose deaths and block fentanyl imports. The White House Office of National Drug Control Policy is allocating more than $20 million in drug-free community awards, funding designed to prevent substance abuse by teens. In total this year, more than $93 million has been spent on local prevention efforts, the administration says. Family members who have lost sons and daughters to drug overdoses are also meeting with administration officials to discuss ways to end the overdose epidemic. The CDC says opioids were involved in 80,000 overdose deaths in 2021. That accounts for more than three in four of all drug overdoses. Fox's Jared Halpern at the White House says fighting continues between Ukraine and Russia. There's word the head of the U.N. has sent a proposal to the Russian foreign minister this week on reviving the Black Sea grain deal. However, a Russian diplomat who has seen the letter tells Reuters there are no new revelations in it. He was one of three men largely credited with building the Dallas Cowboys into America's team. Longtime executive and football Hall of Famer Gil Brandt has died. He was 91. Speaking of the man he fired after he became Cowboys owner in 1989, Jerry Jones stated Gil Brandt was my friend and a mentor, not only to me, but to countless executives, coaches, players, and broadcasters across the NFL. Gil Brandt worked with fellow Hall of Famers, coach Tom Landry and general manager Tex Schramm from the Cowboys' first season in 1960 until 1989. Vice President of Player Personnel, Brandt worked with IBM to develop a computerized system that could rate prospective draftees with numeric values not only for pure football skills like strength and quickness, but intangibles like character and competitiveness. Jared Max Fox News. Stocks are slightly higher. Right now the Dow's up 10 points on Lisa Brady. Fox News. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. News Talk 96.5 KPL is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Just go to kpal965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. This hour brought to you by Restoration One of Lafayette, your local expert for water, fire, and mold remediation. Call 337-RESTORE now and let them get your home back to its original glory. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, hour number three of the Moon Graffon Show. I'll forget Dan Bongino at 12 to 3, folks. Joe Cuttingham slides in for 3 to 4. Shannon is offsides, 4 to 6. Mark Levin, the great one, 
Of course, our friends at American Ground Radio at 9 o'clock tonight. I think it's 9 o'clock, and they'll, they'll rock and roll. Yeah, the, uh, I, got, I got a clip of John Kennedy we're going to play as well. It's really a good, uh, uh, good video, audio in this case, of uh, Kennedy about the border. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just real good. So I wanted to definitely share. Uh, Freedom Caucus has their endorsements out. We'll get to that as the program unfolds today. Uh, Red Wave is building Louisiana. Lefties are screeching. Yep, it's amazing how many people are running as Republicans uh, because they can't win as Democrats or win as something else, and they really not. They just they just want to win. You got people moving in districts. You know, people can get mad about saying that. I just, I just think it's ironic that this Andre guy is doing the same thing Craig Romero did, and it's Craig Romero's candidate or Moneybags candidate. No, seriously, I, I kind of get a kick out of the stories. I've got all kinds of stories on this. You know, Craig Romero actually ran against Ted Hake, Hike, uh, Moneybags against the the the, the Giza, the Gauza, the Guza, whatever they call him. The greaser, that's what he is, Brandon, a greaser. Greasing the palms during elections and things of that nature. That's what they call a man. They ran against each other. Hike challenged Craig's residency, saying that he didn't live in the district. Craig's home and farm was very close and to maintain that his residency was at his farm and that he had two residents. So same thing uh, Andre's doing. His residency now is his farm, but he lived in another house. Let's see, we got a farm house, Brandon. We got a shady farmhouse, and we got a really nice brick house home, beautiful home. Where would you live, Brad? <laughs> you going to live on the farm? A judge rules in Craig's favor and said that he could run in 22. Judges are not, they don't like to get involved in elections. Craig and Hike, the greaser and the money bags are supporting Andre, and he apparently doesn't live in the district. I just think this is interesting. <laughs> According to somebody, they said Craig, when he became Senator Brandon, he he authored a bill that allows someone to run in a district that they don't live in and then move or establish a residency after the election. That's just interesting if that's true. Kind of funny and ironic. Money bags and the greaser supporting Andre who they don't know if he lives in the district or not. I, I just, I, I, I find this intriguing. And here's what you need to do. I told y'all. Same thing what I find with uh, Troy Abeck. I met Troy the other day. Actually, I met him before. Real nice guy. I'm nothing against the man. But I know the people behind both of these candidates. They're trying to take out very good candidates. They try, you know, you're trying to take out Blake Miguez, and you're trying to take out... Uh, uh, Jonathan. And and, 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 and and both of these candidates have been really, really, really good candidates, good people. They've got a proven track record. These other people have no track record. Representative Gudo has been very, very good. I'm just, look, I'm giving you some FA. You ain't got to use it. Go find out when they moved in a district. Ask them why they moved. Now, if they are, you'll know if they're a politician because they're going to tell you, they move to get closer to something or be by something. They're not going to tell you the truth. They just, it's just, just the way it is. 
And this is what we do in Louisiana. We let them get away with it. If we stop the good old boy network in his tracks and shut them down now, these Johnny-come-late Republicans like McConaughey, these Johnny-come-lately Republicans that's running against Kathy Edmondson, you, this, when I read the red wave, I kind of laugh at that. If you got Republicans like John Stefanski or, or Clay Shakespeare, what do you think you're going to change, folks? Somebody made a good point. We need an integrity wave. Now that, that would be a wave we can count on. All right, before I get to all the endorsements from the Freedom Caucus, and I'll go run them down for you, John Kennedy is uh, lighting them up again, this time about the border. And so I thought this was interesting. I thought I played. You can go listen to the whole thing on the hayride. All right, Brandon, you ready? Here's uh, Senator John Kennedy dealing with the border. It is becoming harder and harder not to conclude that the border crisis is intentional. None of the president's positions on this make any sense to me unless I view it from the perspective of, well, maybe he wants this to happen. Maybe he's listening too much to the berserk wing of his own party. Do you think our borders ought to be open? And it would be more intellectually honest if you just say that. That is false. I, I don't agree with you. You have to watch up here what people do, not what they say, and everything else is just cottage cheese. Either Secretary Mayorkas believes in completely open borders or he is not qualified to manage a Chuck E. Cheese. Does anybody <laughs> want to defend the Biden administration's 24 million people backlog in legal immigration, but yet millions have come illegally across the border? Does anybody want to defend that? If I were king for a day and I were asked to fix the human train wreck at the southern border, here's what I do. Number one, it is against the law to try to sneak into our country. If you are caught, I would deport you immediately. Number two, it is against the law to enter our country by claiming you are a political refugee if you are not. If you are caught lying, I would deport you immediately. Number three, I would adopt a Remain in Mexico program. If you claim to be a political refugee and you want to come into the United States, wait outside the United States until we have a court date. And if you lose in court, I would deport you immediately. Number four, I would adopt a, a safe third country policy, which says simply, if you claim to be a political refugee, you have to seek asylum in the first safe country, which usually isn't the United States. Number five, I would uh, sharpen the definition of political refugee. And number six, I'd finish the border wall. Problem solved. Yeah, you know, uh, it's an issue. Trump was, it's amazing. Everything that President Trump tried to do and everything that he did accomplish, the left in this country, which is the progressive left, which is Marxism, Satan, and everything else you want to mention. Obama's the one started a lot of this. They tried to undo. So we were energy independent. Now we depended again. Now we depend on the federal government to write checks. We depended on foreign, foreign oil. Okay? He was trying to shut the border down. We just opened that puppy wide, rear end open. I would have said the A word, Brandon, but I didn't think it would be appropriate. We're wide open at the border. Okay, we tried to get rid of Obamacare, which is going to be the death of health care. They picked it even up more with more Medicaid with this COVID. 
Anything with the economy that was good, they've shut that down. So freedoms being taken away every day. The Democrats, the party of filth and the party of hate, continues rolling. They are arresting everybody they can arrest from Trump down. While we didn't do any of that to them. They lie. The media has become even a bigger cheerleader for the lies on the left. Trump clamped down on the Paris Accord and the stupidity and the dumbness of climate change and carbon and all this stuff that that we're looking at. He's clamped it down. They only picked it up. Everything that was good and wholesome, everything that would make you free, they're shutting down. They now want to come up with another vaccine that everybody has to require to take. They're going to scare us again with another run on COVID and face masks, which is a lie from hell. So I I just look at where we were just a few years ago. If they can cheat, and I still believe the election was stolen in the form of mail-in ballots, even Starbucks didn't like did and didn't allow mail-in ballots because they didn't want to be cheated. Everybody knows the danger of mail-in ballots and bringing in ballots and finding boxes of ballots. They changed the election process. It's just been over and over and over again. And people say, man, I wish the United States would go back to being normal. The new normal is closer to communism than it is freedom. And now they bought all the chemical plants and all the energy companies. They're buying them with the Green New Deal, carbon capture. Matter of fact, let me see something. Edwards was, I just want y'all to remember all these jobs they promised to create from all this Green New Energy crazy. I just had a text. Uh, dang it. Edwards was in or is in Alexandria. And he's there for a new renewable something. Some kind of plant they're supposed to be. It is right here. Some kind of plant they're supposed to be putting in. Okay. Edwards and Pineville to celebrate a new green methanol production facility. That's what Mr. Lundy was talking about. Pineville on Thursday, joining Sunglass Renewables to celebrate the formation of Beaver Lake Renewable Energy, which will construct a new green methanol production facility in Senla. $2 billion facility select, uh, set to co- construct that in Pineville at the former International Paper Mill and to bring hundreds of jobs to the area. Now, if you read it, most of the jobs are construction jobs with about 100 jobs when things settled. They said hundreds of jobs. New green methanol production facility expected to be used to use a fleet of methanol powered container vessels and will utilize wood fiber from local forests shared that it choose central Louisiana to the project due to the long history of sustainable marriage forests available. Brand that, that ain't working out too good. 40,000 acres have been burned down 1100 construction jobs and a hundred local jobs during operation. I'll take the bet on that one. This is Bell Edwards touting again, touting again 
businesses that's going to come and created so many jobs. Every time he's put his name by a number of jobs, we haven't been close. Example, how's that Bell helicopter plant doing, Brandon? Wasn't that supposed to be six, uh, 800 jobs? I know. How many they got? You know the answer to that. TXC, TCX, whatever it is, technology in, in uh, New Orleans that claimed was the biggest job grab ever in the history of Louisiana. 2,000 jobs. Stopped at 300. I'm just, I'm just I'm giving examples, folks. They go out here and cut ribbons on stuff that never happened all the time. I wonder how much federal money is coming into this new company in Pineville. I want to get excited about these jobs, folks, but a lot of these jobs are brought out of thin air, and they're not true, and that's my problem with it. That's, that's my frustration with it. It's just, it's just unbelievable as far as I'm concerned. All right, here's another breaker. L-A-G-P-O. G-O-P, I'm sorry. L-A-G-O-P. <laughs> Calls for boycott of the Urban League debate. Republican Party of Louisiana has called for on all GOP gubernatorial candidates to boycott Urban League debate. Now, Brandon, the Urban League is not going to be friendly to Republicans. No, no. The debate format is by sham that is purposely designed to damage the Republicans. No Republican candidate should fall for annex like this. They have the radical Urban League as an outside panelist and not balance its ultra- Liberal viewpoint with a conservative organization is wrong. And by the way, they're working with the devil's advocate. They're working with WWL. 2019 gubernatorial election in a post-election analysis story. The advocate specifically credited National Urban League and the Urban League of Louisiana with aiding in John Bell Edwards' victory. The story highlighted an Urban League voter turnout call program called Go Vote, nonpartisan effort that almost entirely benefited Governor Bell Edwards' reelection. That was an advocate November 17th of 2019. By the way, the devil's advocate is a part of this too. And the people that would be asking the question would be from the devil's advocate and the Urban League. I think it's a great call by the LAGOP. I don't think that nobody ought to show up for that debate. Nobody. Not a Republican. Let's see what happens. We'll be right back. Well, I'll take whatever I want. And baby, I want you. You give me something I need. Now tell me I got something for you. Come on, come on, come on and do it. O'Reilly Auto Parts Loaner Tool Program has more than 80 specialty loaner tools available to help you with your next repair. Refundable deposit required. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today.